2: Hello there, and thanks for joining us on the journey's Channel. This is The Pulse. And coming up this afternoon, communities remain submerged as the Volta River Authority works with the National Disaster Management Organization and other stakeholders to monitor the ongoing spillage uh, of water from the Akosombo and Pong dams. We're live uh, with our reporters in the area assessing the level of impact as the spillage continues. Also, we're taking a look at uh, the Attorney General Godfrey Yebo Adame, who's uh, heating back at persons who criticize him for discharging some top government officials and associates uh, of the government, citing Professor Frimpong Boatin's illegal mining report. We have more for you as the Attorney General is speaking this afternoon, indicating that he had absolutely no evidence to back the claims by the good old professor. There's more trouble for uh, the former sanitation minister, Cecilia Bernadapal, this afternoon as the Federal Bureau of Investigation joins the office of the special prosecutor in a synchronized effort aimed at delving deeper into her cash scandal. We have the latest as uh, the High Court here in Accra is this hour ruling on an application brought by lawyers of the former minister seeking to breach the timeline for her case. Back to the very latest on that. This is the Pulse, uh, brought to you by Global Communities: Dignity, Affordable, Safe Sanitation. We're on DSTV channel one, to 5, uh, 1, 4, 4 to 1 Go TV channel one two five. This is Joy News. We are independent, fearless, and credible. Thanks for joining us this afternoon. We'll be back with the details shortly. Please stay. And thanks for joining us this afternoon. The Attorney General Gottfried Eboadami is hitting back at persons who criticise him for discharging some top officials uh, of the government and the ruling new patriotic parties. Uh, Associated members uh, related uh, to matters uh, cited in Professor Frimpom Warting's illegal mining report. Now, the good old professor who served as the former chairperson of the Inter Ministerial Committee on Illegal Mining uh, noted that some very senior government officials closer to the president were involved in activities of illegal mining. But the Attorney General, in his legal opinion yesterday, uh, says the claims of the professor lacked sufficient evidence. Hence, he was discharging the accused persons named and cited in that report. Well, private legal practitioner Martin Pable, who spoke to us on the back of the release of that letter and opinion by the Attorney General, says the opinion of the G- Attorney General is not complete. Listen.
3: The distraction to the uh, forest. I can't agree with the Attorney General that there's no evidence. Oh. No. The forest was destroyed, Kobro Forest and the other one. So the destruction that CJ Alaska Alaska is said to have done, did it happen or not? I don't see the opinion talking about that. What I expect in respect of the destruction to the forest was that they would say they've gone to the field there, they've checked the forest out, and so they find a the distraction. And if you find a distraction, the next thing is to find out who was there at certain periods that uh, Frimpon Boate mentioned. If we find that it was CJ Alaska that went there and didn't have the permits, you take on CJ Alaska and that's Donald Isua and his people. So I don't find the opinion satisfactory in respect of the destruction of the forest, those ones. That one, we need more work on it. So this is forensic. This is forensic. We can't sit on that evidence. We need AG to send the investigators to the forest. I didn't find any statement that the investigators went there and took pictures and they did any forensic analysis. So short of that, the AG's report, the AG's opinion is not up to scratch when it comes to that specific area of any investigations being done on the forest.
2: Well, so that was uh, lawyer Martin Peebles speaking to us yesterday when the Attorney General released the report. Godfrey Diaboard, I mean, the Attorney General this afternoon, is back, heating uh, back at the critics while calling on any individual who has evidence to back the claims of Rosa Boating to do so. I'm forbidden
4: to also place on record
2: that yes, I may have been appointed by a president.
4: The discharge of my business is a danger, and indeed that of the entire office is not political at all. We have Mainly professionals, well-trained and state attorneys who work day and night to protect the interests of the states. The advice this the CID, the science matter of your interview, clearly shows was signed by a chief state attorney, very well-trained and who was even a teacher of some interview who was just called about 3-4 years ago or perhaps 2 years ago. Now, the point I make first and foremost is that the Office of regularly reviews dockets, by the CID, and that is in pursuance of our constitutional mandate as a principal legal advisor to the government under Article 88 of the Constitution. So this review of a document by the CID is nothing unusual to start with, and indeed the review was specific, specific in relation to allegations contained in the Professor kimpong report. The professor had made specific allegations against named individuals in his report. The president had directed the CID to investigate the allegations. The CID of Ghana Police Service indeed built a docket after critically going through a process of interviewing and indeed examining all the persons who were named in the report. Each of the individuals named in the report, a statement was taken from them. And against whom allegations have been made by Professor Fembombati. In the statements given by each of the individuals, they categorically denied any allegation against them. So then what is the, the burden? The burden then is to investigate the matter further. and who was in a better position to assist the CID with the conduct of investigations than the person who alleges that these individuals were engaged in wrongdoing. And the professor clearly, as recorded in the docket the CID with Fusi Corporate, a number of attempts were made to take statements from him he refused to give a written statement. He stated that he was relying on the bare allegations contained in his report. The CIA proceeded further to probe all the allegations against each of the, of these videos. And he could not honest anything at all. Indeed, I request of you, the media who perhaps <laughs> are giving vent to all these unfounded allegations made by people, to supply any piece of evidence against any individual named in the report. I, mean, I think it's also important to state that the work of the Accenture is not subject to some political commentary on radio anywhere at all. It is actually a very serious matter and the dockets are built on the strength of evidence that has been properly <laughs> on edge to proper investigations. What is the evidence in support of any of the allegations in the report?
5: Absolutely none at all. Let me quote. Investigations by the police have not revealed any evidence in support of the allegations. In time passed, you would have had the police give us details of their own investigations into the matter, uh, for which reason they, they they think that the allegations made by Professor fumbo are baseless. But now we don't have the privilege of
4: knowing that. Would you advise the police to do that? We live in this era of right information and all that, I get regular requests for information from Joy FM or any member of Joy FM requesting the CID to for information. For this case is just simple. A situation where a docket was regularly presented to the attention for review, CID had concluded its investigations. Of the matter has made clear findings even before bringing the docket.
2: And that was the Attorney General, Godfrey I was speaking uh, earlier on uh, Joy FM. Uh, and that's his challenge to any individual at all uh, who believes that his legal opinion is not grounded on facts or perhaps uh, good reasoning uh, to try as much as possible to uh, bring up more evidence that will, uh, of course, uh, back the claims of the good old professor. But beyond this, is the evidence clear enough? I want to hear from Dr. Suleiman Carvano, who is a U.S.-based Ghanaian uh, mining engineering uh, consultant as well, joining us live from the U.S. Uh, Now, uh, Doc, I'm grateful that you're spending some time with us here uh, on the polls. Uh, Quite a busy day for you, but you've also uh, been so passionate about issues of illegal mining dating back um, to to the years when the president came to the U.S., you had wanted to provide evidence to some of the activities of illegal mining happening uh, here in Ghana, given your vast experience in the sector. Now we have the Attorney General stating clearly that all the claims for suffering bombarding is raising lacks evidence. Your thoughts? Uh, Doc, you would have to unmute for answer uh, so we can hear the point you're, you're making. All right, please, can you hear me now? Uh, loud and clear, sir. Thank you for joining us. Yeah,
6: thank you. So, it like I was trying to say, um, yeah, hello?
2: Uh, we can hear you, we're with you, Doc, yes.
6: Oh, okay. Um, I didn't expect anything different from what is happening you know, right now. Um, Professor Fempo Aguatin, I know, had a lot of evidence that he produced alongside um, the report that he sent to the president. And you all know that Prof submitted the report to the president around March 2021. And the president swept it under the carpet. The president referred the matter to the attorney general just recently that the report became known to the public through a journalist who leaked the report. So I knew that if the president had any intention to act on the report, he would have referred the matter to the Attorney General in 2021, maybe a few months after he had the report. But the fact that he decided not to act on it until it became known to the public justifies that this matter wouldn't go anywhere. Like you rightly said, in September 2019, I went to New Jersey to, you know, ask the president about Al-Shamoua. And after that, the next day, it was Rutgers University. I decided to produce evidence. He said, if you have evidence, gentlemen, bring it to me. I said, okay, thank you. The next day, there was another event at Rutgers University. I decided to send my evidence to the president. Before I realized I was blocked from entering the event. Even police people came. I sent you the video this morning. Police people had to come in to calm me down before I left the place. So the president knows all the Galamse activities that the people at the Jubilee House are superintending, like Professor Finpoatin clearly stated.
2: Uh, if Ah. If indeed the facts are there. Why, what, why is it taking so long for Professor Frimbo Mbating to simply come out with the de- details, provide the evidence, so it's in the public space? Then we all can trace that.
6: You know, Professor Frimbo Mbating, I believe you are aware that I had serious you know, issues with Professor Frimbo some time back, because I saw this, the exact thing that he wrote to the president. I saw it far back 2017, 2018, 2019 and I decided to fight against it. The same Professor who wrote the report in 2021 was fighting against me that I was exposing government officials including him. So the big question is, what has changed for him to write a report? He should have sent the report to the president when he was in office. He was fired from office before he sent that report. And that is why I have a challenge about the report that he wrote. But he wrote facts. And I know that some of the government officials at the district level, at the regional level, at the national level, at the Jubilee House, are behind the Chinese guys. My brother, let's use common sense here. The Chinese guys that are polluting our water bodies and degrading our lands can they work or can they engage in such illegal mining without the support of any government appointee? No way. Any location in Ghana is superintended by either a metropolitan chief executive, municipal chief executive, or district chief executive. We have police commanders all over. We have immigration officers all over. So how come these Chinese guys are continuously working with impunity without any punishment. You know, I'm the same person that asked Osafumafu. That was April 2019 at Washington, D.C., at our embassy, that why did they leave Aisha one? And he said, jailing that lady wouldn't solve our problems. It wasn't important. But the big question is, is it important to jail Ghanaians? My brother, referring to Minerals and Mining Act, 2006 at 703. Session 83, so Session eight. It states, and I quote, that only Ghanaians can be given the license to operate small-scale mining in Ghana. So why are these Chinese guys? So any Chinese guy who is operating small-scale mining in Ghana is automatically an illegal miner. And the same president enacted into law Minerals and Mining Act 2019, Act 995. That was August 20th, 2019, August 20th, 2019. The president enacted into law the offenses, the punishments for offenses for those who engage in illegal mining. And it stated clearly there, I I sent you the video, I sent you the document. He said any illegal miner is supposed to be liable for 15 to 25 years imprisonment. So the question is, if the Attorney General has justified that those people in government and at the Jubilee House were engaging in illegal mining, then it means those people were liable for 15 to 25 years okay, imprisonment. But let's but let's...
2: Please, let, let's be fair to the Attorney General, isn't it? The fact that this is someone who has to go to court with facts, facts that are prosecutable. It's not as though um, maybe it's simply coming from Professor Frenpon report, then we solely rely on that document, head to court. It's not enough. We need much more, right? Uh, like the professor himself, willing to attest, uh, to come before the Ghana Police Service, give pieces of evidence, leads, for example, to help the service. He's not doing that. Uh, What else could the Attorney General do in this case?
6: My brother, I think I've listened to Professor Fr. Watin's interview, you know, his uh, recent interviews, a lot of them. Right. And he's been saying he provided evidence. Do you remember there was a time that um, some guys sent some evidence to the president and some of the uh, Jubilee House guys remove some of the document and stuff. Some Yeah, some time back. So wouldn't it be like he sent the evidence, but some people took the evidence away or something? Look, um, Professor Fempo Abwachi, after this interview, I'm, I'm going to call him myself. I'll call Prof because I know I had some confusions with him some time back, but I'll call him as my uncle and ask him to give me the evidence uh, uh, to me I will fly to ghana maybe december or january myself go to jubilee house and give it to the president if he still insists that there is no evidence i will provide the evidence to the president and i mean what i'm saying my brother we can't sit in a country where we allow foreigners conniving with government officials who are supposed to protect our environment to destroy our environment where is the future my brother mm-hmm. where is the future So I think this is the time that we all need to act. Whether you are a journalist, whether you are an engineer like me, whether you are, you know, a a politician or whatever, we all need to fight against this because it's becoming unbecoming. And there are a lot of things that, you know, I'm on air, I can't disclose. The, the, The gold for oil deal. Where did they get the gold from? Tell me, if you know, tell me. Where did they get the gold? The same Jubilee House guys who are behind the galamsey, no, well, are producing the gold for the I, I, oil. I'm okay. telling these you, are, today, these I'm are claims you're me making. Me. These,
2: these are claims you're making that we're not independent in, uh, in that position to independently verify. Uh, because uh, so, so let's. I appreciate your you know uh, understanding on this one. So let let's move on. Let let's let's stick with the matter. We don't have evidence because on that. It's frustrating, my Yeah, brother. yeah I, frustrating. I, get you, I get the point. And, and we are equally concerned about this. Um, extensive work done, poison for gold. Uh, we've seen Erastus and Saridonko do a lot more work on, on this whole fight against illegal mining. Will it ever end? My brother,
6: I can confidently tell you that if this mess can end in the country, then there should be a paradigm shift in government such that doctor you see the same DCs, MCs regional ministers regional party chairmen and all those people who professor Fimpop, what mentioned their names are the same people trying to force doctor Baumia on Ghanies I don't know if
1: you are have- escuchas ese rugido sientes la experiencia de poder la emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva RAM 1500, hecha para vivir. RAM es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
6: Realize that I'm not trying to do politics here. But if we can change this mess, then we need to change this government. And I will plead to all MPP delegates to vote against Dr. Baumia on November 4th so that a new face will come and face President Mahama. Whoever wins, I know President Mahama has told me... You know, myself, he has told me personally that he would like to address this problem. Kennedy Japan has also told me personally that he would like to address this problem. But Dr. Baumia will continue the same mess with the same people okay. who are behind him. Okay, and, uh, well, please. I'm not trying to do politics, but that is a fact. They should vote against Dr. Baumia so that a new face will come and change this mess. and we'll keep that we'll keep that, out, we'll keep that we'll keep that as your opinion
2: i get that we'll keep that as your opinion because that's your political opinion yes, uh, you are yes, entirely um, entitled opinion. to that so you can state that clearly uh, as yes. to what you believe the solution is and you believe that it should be political voting out the entire government possibly bringing in a new set of people that will um address the issue that's entirely your opinion now when it comes to the small-scale sector which appears to be our head on now. Policy reforms and strategic moves to deal with the matter. Where do we start off from in terms of policy if this new set is supposed to uh, push for some changes?
6: Thank you. Uh, there are a lot of policies, and, brevet, I've granted a lot of interviews on Joy News, News UTV, TV3, and all those TV and radio stations in Ghana, and I've shared my opinion. You remember when? Honorable Pitame, who became the lands and natural resources minister. He sent me to Ghana. He sent me and my team to Ghana to conduct forward assessment to understand the problem and come up with solution. These same government officials, that Professor French mentioned their names, block us from doing the job. So, like I said, there should be a political role you know, to address this problem. Now As as I'm talking to you today, the government has not come up with standard operating procedures that the licensing small-scale miners can operate to ensure water protection and land protection. They don't have it. They have drafted a lot of policies here and there, but none of the policies can solve the problem because they don't engage the right technical people who will help them to address the problem. I'm in the United States, you know, and you know I work in a mining company. We mine gold. Why don't we pollute water bodies? Why don't we degrade the lands? It's because we follow the right standard operating procedures. And this government, because they are the same people behind the Chinese guys who are polluting our water bodies, you know, they, they don't they don't want to do the right thing. Now we have licensed small-scale miners who are legitimate to mine. We have illegal miners who are sayers. they don't have the license and they have their community um, uh, mining stuff. That's another issue altogether that I can't talk about it today. It's a long story. All these three categories, pollute water bodies and degrade lands, what is the government doing to address the problem? All what they know is sending the military to sack them. My brother, the military approach has not solved the problem for the past seven years, and it's never going to solve the problem. If the government will engage the right technical people with the requisite knowledge and experience to help in the small-scale mining sector, I think that will be the best way to go. Other than that, Doctor Baumia will continue with the same thing, and the mess will continue, and you know, uh, people will continue to suffer from um, uh, um, uh, deadly diseases like yeah. kidney diseases, liver diseases, heart diseases, lung diseases, and all sort of diseases because. Of the dangerous chemicals that they are using. Mm.
2: In fact, I it. was about going there. Uh, the, the issue uh, about you know the latest we have uh, on on the uh, documentary poisoning for, for gold, where you see of course the use of mercury uh, clearly affecting those in the riverine communities. Um, is there a technology uh, now? Looking at how advanced the world is, you are in the mining sector yourself. Uh, a possibility of first of all cleaning up the level of t- toxics that we have in these water bodies and doing the mining in a manner that will uh, be, be very friendly to the environment. Is, is technology yes. that advanced now?
6: Yes, there's technology. There is solution to the problem. It's up to the government to have the political will to find a solution. They are not ready to find a solution. Like I said, United States, yeah, we might vote. Do you know that United States is the fourth largest producer of gold in the world. Ghana is about 15, 10, between 10 and 15. United States produces gold more than Ghana. How come we don't pollute water bodies here with mercury and all those stuff, but we pollute water bodies in Ghana? How come? It's because these people are not ready to tap into the knowledge base of the Ghanaians abroad and, um, um, and help address the problem. That is the issue. Apart from that, my brother, apart from political will, we can solve the problem. And like I said, either President Mahama or Honorable Kennedy of Japan can solve this, this issue. That is my stand and that is my personal opinion. Okay.
2: I respect that. And, and it's a pleasure speaking to you this afternoon. Uh, Dr. Suluon, uh, also a mining engineer consultant uh, in the United States of America, joining us here on The Pulse. Okay, let's talk about Cecilia uh, Cecilia Abena Dapa because uh, the Federal Bureau of uh, Investigation (FBI) has actually joined the office of the special prosecutor uh, in a synchronized effort aimed at delving deeper into the matters uh, of the former sanitation minister. Their joint investigation now will touch on assets and financial transactions of the um, Madame Cecilia Dapa, which is tied to you know activities within the United States itself. This was revealed in a statement uh, by the special prosecutor indicating that his outfit and uh, the Federal Bureau uh, of Investigation, that's FBI, uh, have initiated concurrent inquiries into the activities of the former sanitation minister. Exceps of that uh, has been posted on X, as we are displaying on the screens now, pointing out that the office of the special prosecutor uh, and the FBI, have initiated concurrent uh, inquiries into the activities of Cecilia Abunadapa, um, who happens to be the former Minister for Sanitation and Water Resources, and her associates as well. These investigations primarily focus on examining their assets and financial transactions within the United States of America. This uh, collaborative effort is to ascertain the lawfulness of Mrs. Dapa and her associates' wealth, both in the context of funds and uh, transitioning from Ghana to the United States, and vice versa. So it's the reason for which the OSP is uh, much more concerned about this. Even as we speak, Cecilia Bernadapa uh, is in court today, awaiting a judgment by the court on her application, uh, by her lawyers asking for an abridgment of time. We'll cross you over to the court shortly, but I want to bring in first presidential correspondent Elton Brobe, who's been looking at this latest uh, document uh, and decision by the OSP to collaborate with the FBI. Uh, Elton, what's the grounding for the OSP's decision now to work with the FBI?
7: Well, uh, Blizzard, I think beyond what you just read, uh, the, the OSP is not providing any other information regarding this, beyond what they've just put out in the media. And they are saying that they, they, they are collaborating or they are, they are working together with the Federal Bureau of Investigation of the United States and have initiated concurrent inquiries into the activities of Cee-Dee, the former Minister for Sanitation Water Resources and Associates. These investigations according to the OASP uh, will focus on examining her assets and financial transactions within the United States of America. This collaboration effort is to ascertain the lawfulness of Ms. part and her associate both in the context of their funds trans- trans- transitioning from Ghana to the United States of America. Remember that if you look at the first response that Madam Siyadapar provided, and also the husband, Mr. Dan, was helpful, provided to the OSB in relating to the matter in question. Uh, the husband of Madam Siyadapar uh, referenced her niece in the United States of America who, according to uh, the husband, uh, has developed the habit of consistently sending uh, him money to undertake to supervise some project that, business is undertaken in Ghana and there's a mention of some 200,000 U.S. dollars and some amount of money in dollars. Now, the OSP wanted to say that they've checked some of these things and the the matter is inconclusive. So, my understanding is that it is premise on this that the OSP is taking this step forward and trying to get more information regarding the transfer of money between Ghana and the United States regarding the persons are uh, in focus. In this case, the husband of Panam Siadapai and, of course, Panam Siadapai himself. So this is what we know beyond what U.S. has put out. This, according to them, is just the foundation. And in the coming days, they may be sharing with the public uh, and when they get more information on this matter.
2: Uh, Grateful uh, for bringing us some update, uh, Elton Brobe, our presidential correspondent. uh, Also monitoring what it is that the office of the special prosecutor has been up to. The latest is that the FBI will be involved in this case. Uh, Also in court today, uh, the court, and Accra High Court, is actually granting an application uh, brought before it by the lawyers of Cecilia Abinadapa uh, for the abridgment of time uh, in this particular case. The court says that... uh, the ruling is based on justice, fairness, and expeditious trial. Uh, so let's get more from Richard Kojinyakou who's joining us uh, live uh, from the court premises where this uh, judgment uh, has just been delivered. Uh, we know that Cecilia Abanada has been pointing to the fact that uh, this case has brought her hardship and uh, you know, uh, some sort of uh, uh, severe public criticism, a reason for which she's asking the courts now to breach the time which has now been granted. Uh, Richard Kojinyako, if you can hear me, uh, bring us up to speed with what's been happening in court today.
8: Also, well, um, blessed, we are back in court. We're here early in the morning where the various arguments were made by lawyers for Madame Cecilia Dapa and lawyers for the Office of the Special Prosecutor. Let me take you back to uh, how the cash of Madame Cecilia Dapa was seized in her matrimonial home by the Office of the Special Prosecutor and how uh, the money in the bank was also frozen by the Office of the Special Prosecutor. And so this happened on the 31st of August. And so uh, the courts um, ordered um, the Office of the Special Prosecutor on the 31st of August to return the seized cash and then unfreeze um, uh, the bank account of Madam Cecilia Pa. The Office of the Special Prosecutor complied with this order, and on the 5th of September, they returned the cash and uh, they... Uh, um, um, they they also um, lifted the freezing orders um, they they put on the bank account of the former sanitation minister and then there and then they seized the cash again and froze the account again and then when the cash is seized and then the account is frozen they need to go to the court for a confirmation of the freezing and the seizure order and this was done on the 11th of September now when they filed this uh, motion they the return date was supposed to be on the 18th of October. But lawyers for Madam Cecilia said that uh, this back and forth is really having an untold hardship on Madam Cecilia because she here. She asked that the monies have been seized, the accounts has been frozen, and she's going through a lot of hardship. And so what they decided to do was to file for an abridgment of time so that the courts, in the court's wisdom, will bring the date forward so it will ensure an expedited trial. And so that is what happened today, they filed. But the argument by uh, Madam Cecilia Dapa's lawyers is what I've told you that The woman is going through a lot of hardship and all of that. But in the in the argument of the office of the special prosecutor, they said that uh, this application, the substantive application that is supposed to be heard on the 18th of uh, October this very month, is not a repeated one. And that is an argument that lawyers for Madam Cecilia Dapara they keep on making. They say that in substance and in form, it is the same um, motion or application that they keep on making because. Earlier one that was filed, the court um, struck it out, indicating that there was no basis. There was the conditions, President for the seizing of the cash and the freezing of the account was not there. And that is why the court ordered um, the OSP to return the cash. But in defense, the Office of the Special Prosecutor said that indeed this is different and they will prove that one in court. So um, the judge rose and then came back at 3 p.m. And a short while ago, the judge gave his ruling, uh, Justice Edward Chum, and he indicated that having considered the various arguments made by Madam Cecilia Dapal's lawyers and lawyers for the Office of the Special Prosecutor, they are inclined to grant the application for the abridgment of time filed by Madam Cecilia Dapal's lawyer with some slight modification. So instead of hearing the matter today, you know, time is fast spent, and so they have agenda to tomorrow, that is Thursday, and so They will come back to court. So the application for the abridgment of time has been granted. And you know what? Tomorrow the two other cases that are current before the court on Madam Cecilia Dapa. So this will add to it. So there are various strands of this case that is currently before the court as well. But interestingly today, Madam Cecilia Dapa herself was in court. She was clad in all black. Um, She was looking very cute, held the husband's hand and then ushered the husband in the courtroom. And after that, there was some exchange of pleasantries between Madam Cecilia and then uh, lawyer Martin Pebu and as for the details of what transpired um, it, it's very interesting and revealing uh, I overheard uh, Madam Cecilia Pa saying that I'm just um, exchanging pleasantries with you and the commentaries and the other things that have been made by Mr. Martin Pebu has indeed um, caused them some kind of discomfort, in fact it became some kind of banter between uh, lawyer Martin Pebble and Victoria Bad, the lawyer for Madam Cecilia Dapa. So this is what really transpired in court. In fact, for the first time I saw Madam Cecilia Dapa in court, I was sitting right uh, on the back. They were sitting in front of me. And so that is basically what happened in court today. So we are back in court tomorrow to continue with the substantive matter. So the court will be hearing uh, the motion for the confirmation of the seizure of the cash from uh, Mas- madame's letter pass matrimonial home and then the freezing order by the osp and so we'll be back in court on thursday from the court complex my name is richard kojaniakon uh, blessed
2: well uh, richard you're not going anytime soon i i just wanted a bit more of an update on that exchange you were talking about uh, and what ensued uh, between, you know, Cecilia Bonadapar and uh, lawyer Martin Pebu, as you point out, uh, some exchange there. Do we know the, the the reason for which the minister approached the lawyer? Uh, because she was on, on, on air, uh, he was actually on air, I mean, uh, lawyer Martin Pebu yesterday, uh, pointing out uh, a number of issues with this case. Uh, okay, uh, we'll, we'll get back to... Um, some uh, updates for you on that. It looks like we've lost uh, Richard Kujunianco there, uh, But, uh, of course, uh, we'll keep our eyes on this, the latest being that the FBI uh, is now working with the Office of the Special Prosecutor to further probe this matter. We'll bring you updates uh, subsequently. Uh, and now we can talk about uh, the mastermind of the uh, leaked tape, uh, allegedly plotting the removal of the Inspector General of Police, uh, Dr. George Kufu. And that's uh, Chief Bugri who is now saying that he has no regrets recording the controversial uh, conversations with the police officers involved. According to him, his intention was to expose the mafia in the Ghana Police Service to the president. Speaking to the media after Parliament's ad hoc committee hearings today, Bugri Nabu however, indicated that he feels vindicated by the testimonies given by these witnesses, he therefore wants the committee to admit his evidence because uh, that's the truth and it has been established. We can uh, listen to excerpts of you know, his address earlier today.
9: We met the committee again. Uh, you were there the other time. C.O.P. Mensah, Asari, and J.B. Denied that they never talked to me on phone. Yesterday they confessed it. Because I present the tape, and the committee have the tape now with them, and they play it, and they say yes, it's true. They actually to me. So I want to tell you, I want them to the committee to see it, but the committee says they want to conclude before they come out. But as a chief, which I told you that, which he wouldn't tell us After all, what they want. I was in my office, they came. I didn't beg them to come. And all what they come to say, I think it was very, very important. And for the state secret, for MPP government to have that kind of thing going on in the police service is very dangerous. So I taped them to go and give it to the president, which I actually surrendered the tape to the president. I
1: never adopted. Escuchas ese rugido. Sientes la experiencia de poder, la emoción de la libertad. Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500 hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA-USLC.
9: Nada what they say they are it's you not know, their voice. We've all admitted now that it was their voice. So I want to claim my name that I am not a liar and I can't be a liar. What should I regret? I won't regret what they said in the table. For a country to run a police service, is like this. Which it a superintendent and a a retired COP and uh, another superintendent going around with this kind of information it's not safe. I never regret but it. But J.B. said he never spoke to you on phone. He admitted yesterday in the committee, one of them. So now J.B. also
10: admitted
9: that? Yes. Said. All of them admitted. They tell if you want to play the tape for you to see. And if you deny it, I will tell the committee and get any television station
11: okay.
9: and read and play for the whole Ghanaian to hear it. I have it with me. Thank you very much. Uh, there you have it, uh, Bogri Nabu stating his
2: side once more, insisting uh, that the audio tape has not been doctored. That's his claim. Uh, the side of Alex Mensa and Superintendent George Asari disagree, uh, and it's the reason for which today's in-camera hearing is something that we'd want to learn more about. Joining us now is Samuel Brouin, uh, who's been monitoring uh, all of that uh, development for us. So, I mean, let's talk about... Um, this latest uh, comments from Bugri Nabu. Beyond that, as well, the chairperson is out once more um, touching on a number of issues which we will get to. But let's start off with the reason why Bugri Nabu is coming back to the media throwing that challenge that the full tape may be in the public soon.
12: Well, so we know we are done with the public hearing of the case, and then it is now the in-camera. So what the committee is doing now is to meet with all the witnesses. Today they were supposed to Wait for additional evidence from any person who has interest in this um, ongoing probe, more especially from the witnesses or the accusers of the IGP. Um, that's we are told. The COP Alex Menses lawyers made uh, or added some additional uh, information. We are also told that there was an amendment to some of the evidences that have been put before the committee by the uh, lawyers of the accusers. So. Bugin feels the whole issue has been dragged because uh, they thought that today would have been a full-blown investigation into it. They would have somehow got into the merits of it, maybe if there's a, re- a I mean, reason for any re-examination, cross-examination, but that didn't happen, and it was just a brief hearing. So he feels the whole issue has been dragged. And um, since these um, witnesses have testified that there were those who... Uh, were captured in the tape, at least the committee should admit his tape um, entirely because he has not doctored it and because he's a chief, he wouldn't lie to Ganiers, And that is why he's trying to challenge the, um, his, the accusers of the IGP that if they think that what he has put before the committee is a lie, then he will seek the permission of the committee and then play the entire audio, in which we understand is about two hours and some minutes so the whole Ghanaians will have a fair idea and a formed or an informed um, decision on what, what is exactly going on.
2: Okay. Beyond that, the chairperson addressed the prayers and gave some clue about what the future of this case might be.
12: Exactly. Uh, so they are, they are supposed to end the entire probe. That's an in-camera hearing. That the committee will submit their report by Saturday. That will be on the 14th of October. However, um, we are told that tomorrow they are suspending the sitting is indefinite so the witnesses are not appearing before the committee however the committee members are going to review the documents and evidences and also according to lawyer atachia clinically listen to the tapes and then that will inform their uh, i mean their reports we can listen to his address uh, after the the meeting
13: well the matters are coming to a head and we afforded the witnesses The opportunity to see whether they have any additional matters they want to look at. So what we've garnered so far, we want to retire and look at it. And then we could then start writing our report. We need to pay regard to all the evidence we have. And if there are areas where we need to shore up the evidence by calling people back or saying that it is sufficient, then that will be the end of it. There was a, a written evidence that we, we look at and it came from cop mensa that he has additional evidence so he, he released it to the committee yeah. and he didn't divulge just because of the essence of the in-camera hearing so we need to be careful that the in-camera is not thrown into the public domain that would not be right another worrying incident had to do with the fact that you have been accused of being biased are you really hurt about that i i i believe that is a very very dubious and devilish posture by whoever is doing this. Because I don't know why anybody in his right mind would say that I want to change the evidence to favor somebody. I was the sell-same attaching who afforded the IGP the opportunity to come and put his case across. That was good, was it not? So why do you now turn around that I'm trying to be biased? When somebody tells you that look, this tape that you've brought, the first one, I think certain things are not on it, but there's a full comprehensive tape. Imputing that the first tape is doctored. Then Chief Rugi Nabu brings one, which he owns up that is a comprehensive tape. Why would you say by putting it across that they are imputing the credibility of the first tape? That would make me somebody who has a motive. And I want to say to the um, um, information of the general public, what is my motive to become the next IGP? What was it that the Speaker saw in me, an MPP uh, member of parliament, to chair a committee of this nature? That's a vote of confidence that this is a man that I believe will be a very fair referee for the benefit of what we want to unheath and come to our conclusions.
12: Chairman, it, it is not supposed to be a media warfare, but an in-camera one. But that's
13: apparently what is currently happening. What are you going to do? Are you going to stamp your authority well, on this? I leave it to those who want to be wayward with the greatest of respect. I'm not going to control RGP's lawyers. I've said it several times. A man who has a truth on his side will come into the hallowed chambers where we are not to engage in media frenzy. That the man has no integrity and is biased. You couldn't table it before him. Is it the case that when they appeared before you, they didn't talk about it? They didn't
14: all? talk about it at all.
13: Why? You didn't ask them. We didn't have to even glorify them. with I mean uh, to say, because if they were bold, they would use the media. They would, they would come before it and give us the basis of saying. But it. As the chairman, did you express your revulsion uh, against their comments? I, I did. Because I don't see why today, as we are here, somebody will say that the chairman is blocking the hierarchy of the uh, police from sitting into the, uh, the in-camera hearing. And that is evidence of bias. And what was their demeanor? Did they apologize? Did they demand apology from them? I didn't even bother. The reason why I wouldn't bother with some of these matters are very clear. That I'm not here for that exercise. I'm not here to... Uh, sort of skew evidence in favor of another person what will be the dividend to me i don't know what happens in the police service
12: the schedule for this in-camera hearing was supposed to end on saturday 14th right yeah but you have
13: indefinitely suspended the sitting. is this not going to be protracted again it's not going to be protracted because right now we need to look at the evidence and most probably start writing our reports unless they are residual matters that we inform them if there are residual matters that we later discover after reading the evidence in cold print and also listening to the audio, we are going to listen to the audio tomorrow. All the members of the committee have been someone here to come and listen to the audio and listen to it attentively. So we now begin to internalize what was said. Then we'll make our decisions. So the IGP wasn't here. Was there a reason for his absence? I learned it's not well. That's what they said. So,
12: uh, tomorrow, it is only the committee members that are going to scrutinize the documents before you? Precisely.
13: And when are we looking at the next sitting? Well, depending on what will come out of what we call um, our interrogation of the matters, we'll take a quality decision. If it is relevant that we call somebody back, we'll call the person back. Will you meet your timelines? I don't know that we can be hurried into doing something shoddy. Because people will begin to say that we did a shorty job. So, as far as I'm concerned, nobody can talk about timelines when justice is concerned. Chairman, are you not abusing your, your powers? At all. We are being meticulous and fair. Is it is supposed to be an inquisitorial, I mean, probe. Is it the case
12: that you are still asking for additional evidence or you've closed that, that window?
13: I'm not asking for any additional I was asking them, the witnesses, giving them the space to go and reflect on what they said. Now, would you want to add anything to what you said? That is a generous person
2: is that also no, yeah, a generous person he says he is, uh, we we'll wait to see what the outcome of the um, report will be, but uh, Sami, we need to go uh, now the the future of the case um it's not clear when they, when they are returning, or are we getting a sentence?
12: so hopefully that'll be determined after the committee uh, meeting to uh, listen to the tape and also review the document before it, as you heard from lawyer some Athachia, uh, there. So uh, after reviewing the documents, uh, they will decide whether to call the witnesses back or they should just go ahead and then conclude their reports and recommendations to Parliament.
2: Mm, I see, uh, and I'm hoping uh, that, of course, uh, more reactions will be greeting us uh, afterwards. But Samim Bora, my colleague, who's been monitoring uh, developments uh, for us, you're watching the Pulse on the Join News Channel. When we get back, we'll tell you more about the efforts by the Volta River Authority. To support individuals who have been affected by the spillage of the Akosombo Dam, it's uh, wreaking havoc, and we need to talk about that. We'll be back Back shortly.
15: Hello, my name is Abe Agri Santana. If there's anything that makes my life so easy, it is my bank. I love hanging out with my boys' boys at our usual fufu joint. But even without cash, we still they chop better with Ecobank Mobile. No matter the time of day, my bank helps me stay in touch with my beautiful wife, whenever she's away. And when my beautiful wife is in town, she never misses out on her favorite TV shows because I'm able to pay up all my TV subscriptions from the comfort of my mobile phone. Whenever she has to get groceries
11: too, my bank makes it. Wendy's new breakfast two for $3 biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo. Choose from a sausage biscuit, egg and cheese biscuit, small seasoned potatoes, and a medium hot coffee. But it's obvious which combo's the best. Sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes. Well, maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee. Or two savory sausage biscuits. Yeah, uh, whichever you pick, you can't go wrong. Choose wisely. Choose Wendy's new two for $3 Biggie bundles. Limited time only. U.S. price of participation
1: may vary. Not valid in a combo. Single item at regular price.
15: Hatchless and convenient. And the part my wife lost the most is when my bank makes it possible and easy for her to shop from any part of the world without moving. <laughs> Welcome to the
16: smart world of Echo bank download echo bank mobile from google play store or the app store and discover the smart way to bank echo bank the pan-african
2: bank
17: daddy daddy this tank is big
18: yes that's true
17: it can store a lot of water that's
3: so true
17: wow it has a working satisfaction it.
3: Mhm. That's so
17: true. I can see mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. F syntax. C E. That
3: is so true, my daughter.
17: Well, it's further it into spiral.
10: That's not true. true.
17: But why? Hey!
10: hey <laughs> <laughs> Syntax was the first to introduce double layer tanks in Ghana. Syntax again was the first to introduce white inner layers in Ghana. Syntax gives you the biggest warranty, 7 years. No matter your water needs, Syntax is the answer. Syntax tank. Are you strong?
11: Are you tough?
17: Mark your calendar for our annual alumni homecoming and the grand celebration of UPSA's 58th anniversary as we gather under the theme the global impact of professionals in business Program lineup for the celebration are as follows Friday, 27th October 2023. Ignite the night with a bonfire and drama performances with old school dressing, variety of entertainment at 7 p.m. Saturday, 28th October. Get your adrenaline pumping with alumni fan games. Current students will contribute to a noble cause with blood donations starting at 7 a.m. Tuesday, 31st October. Mentorship sessions at 2 p.m. All activities will take place right on the UPSA campus where it all began. For more information, visit our website at www.upsaglobalalumni.com or contact the UPSA Alumni Office on 0243-288-579 or Room 19 Central Administration. UPSA Scholarship with Professionalism.
15: The stage is set for Africa's most prestigious awards event. Join us to celebrate the Men of the Year at the 8th Emy Africa Awards on Saturday, the 14th of October at the Grand Arena Accra International Conference Center. Red carpet starts at 6 p.m. Our partners include the Diaspora Affairs Office of the President of Ghana, the Multimedia Group EY Ghana, Rhythms Africa, and the Labadi Beach Hotel. Our sponsors the NLA 590 Mobile Arocha Ghana Go Energy Flora Tissues Houdin Baggett Ghana DVO Ghana and Special Ice Water Supported by Media Partners Joy FM Joy Prime TV and Adum TV For more information call 20 201 8870 The A. EMY Africa Awards Inspiring
19: Greatness. <laughs> so The town is nipping here more, so we actually need help.
20: Mm. The situation is bad for us. Actually, we are not happy. I
17: buy school day. A boy, we are so and
21: Arabian, you Rebe back the hospital and so
19: boy, so.
10: learned to be modest from this house. Mm. I learned to be content from this house. I learned to be prayerful, to be very prayerful, mm. and know that it is God who does everything. Right. Once you commit your ways to God and put in effort, he mm. also comes down to come and bless you. My legend, I mean, I'd say my favorite footballer of all time in Ghana. Wow. Yeah. If I wasn't doing music actively, maybe I would be playing football and... And this this chap right here will be one of my idols. Maybe would have played alongside him. I would have loved loved to. I was I was a midfielder then. So the good striker he is. That's probably the reason why I love him. You love him. He would have made me the greatest assist.
18: Imagine a family without a home Imagine a song without a voice Imagine a church without prayers Imagine a government without citizens Imagine democracy without journalists imagine a world without the media life is full of issues and stories about people communities and governments stories that have to be told by well-trained journalists that's why you can't imagine news without joy news
0: los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera pero este comenzará en tu mente escuchas ese rugido sientes la experiencia de poder la emoción de la libertad Ya estás preparado para vivir tu nueva aventura. Nueva Ram 1500, hecha para vivir. Ram es una marca registrada de FCA US LLC.
19: The hmm. town is
20: slipping here, Moa. So we actually need help. The situation is bad for us. Actually, we are not happy.
17: I buy school day,
21: a work so and son up. A what Boy,
19: you best sell is I could do hand her. your and so. Quan in the two quana and now your book book book
2: Grateful to have you with us. The Volta River Authority says it will continue to work with the National Disaster Management Organization and other stakeholders to monitor the situation and to provide some regular updates uh, to this uh, latest uh, exercise of uh, spillage of uh, the water from the Ecosumbo and Pond dams. Many riverine communities are yet to recover from the extent of damage caused by the rising water levels owing to the spillage. Of the dam, however, a statement released by the Volta River Authority says that it has at least provided some relief items in collaboration with the National Disaster Management Organisation, is offering some more support to uh, those who have been affected by the exercise. Here are excerpts of the statement on your screens now, pointing out that the Volta River Authority, in collaboration with the National Disaster Management Organisation, is offering support to communities affected by the ongoing spillage. Uh, of uh, water from the Akosombo and, and Pon dams through the uh, presentation of some relief items. in keeping uh, with the VRA's commitment to alleviate plight of communities whilst monitoring the sp- uh, spill situation that has affected some communities in the lower Volta basin, the authority decided to provide essential relief items. Paragraph 3 of the statement uh, points out that the items are to help mitigate the difficulties being faced by communities that have been impacted uh, adversely as a result of the uh, intensified spill rates. The presentation of the relief items uh, took place uh, Wednesday, uh, which is today, at a ceremony that was attended by the municipal district chief executives of Central Town, North Tong, Keta and Anglo districts in the Adidome uh, area. Uh, of the uh, Volta region. The items which included mattresses, blankets, and so many other food items and clothes were presented uh, by engineer Ken the deputy chief executive in charge of services at the Volta River Authority. The director general of Natmo, Mr. Eric Nanayjeman-Prempe, also received the items on behalf of the affected communities. The VRA, which is the Volta River Authority, commenced this controlled uh, spillage on September 15, 2023, 20, due to the consistent rise in the inflow patterns and water levels of the Ecosombo um, Reservoir, in line with the emergency preparedness and plan, as well as uh, the standard operating procedures, the authorities notifying stakeholders, including uh, those within the downstream communities to be aware of the situation. The authority wishes to reiterate that it will continue to work with NADMO and others uh, to also monitor the situation and provide some regular updates uh, to the general public accordingly. So there you have the statement uh, coming through from the Corporate Affairs uh, uh, Unit of the Volta River Authority. Uh, let's uh, speak to Joshua Tigo, uh, who program spanish uh adoma from joining us uh, on the telephone right now because he's been to some of the communities affected by this uh, spillage uh, joshua where are you now what can you report about the extent of damage
22: good, uh, uh, good evening to uh, uh, all of you i'm currently uh, at Memphis, uh in the north Island. um I, I, I go here around 11 to meet me there about uh, today
2: uh, how are residents coping in the community?
22: Okay, so, first of all, to, to, to comment on the statement that you just read from the Volta River Authority, uh, I need to say that, um, yes, statements statement should have clarified us that I are yet to comment the statement of the relief items that you have mentioned in your statement, because the people are depressed. There are no relief items at all as at the time that I got here and as at, a, at the time that I am speaking to you, I haven't seen any relief items, except to say that I have spoken to D.C. of North Tong, um Osborne, who said uh, they had had a meeting at Hadidome and they were going to some distribution. Um, uh, let me add that this distress started somewhere Thursday last week. And so to wait until today and issue a statement that you have distributed relief items, uh, I think that be, it's a bit disingenuous, and um, uh, perhaps they should they should just do the right thing by saying that look, they want to comment the what they should have started somewhere last week.
2: Uh, what can you say about the rising water levels? Even as we speak, uh, do we have the levels coming down, receding, no, or do no, no, you still no, no, have no, 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 no. the situation? Not at under.
22: all. Mm. Not at all. The situation continues to be to be very, very, very precarious for the people here. Um, in fact, as today that I go to, to, to Merseille alone, I can tell you that there are over 500 households that are, that are in, in water uh, because of the, the rising levels. And the, the levels continue, continue to rise. Um, I went to parts of town that you would consider to be somewhere in the mid portion of the town when, and, and uh, you continue to see water rising into areas uh, like that. So it's not a situation that is coming, it's not a situation that is receding, it's a situation that continues to, to give, give the people cause for consent.
2: I see. Uh, what more have you been gathering from the residents there? I believe you've been engaging some of them.
22: Yeah, exactly. I've engaged a number of residents who are not happy at all. I mean, some, some will tell you that, I mean, they, first of all, they are not happy with the level of communication that is coming from the Volta River Authority. I know that the authority has issued some statements in the past, but they're... Everybody knows that when you are engaging locals and you want to deal with locals, there are many, many other forms of cons that you have to deal with them. It, it doesn't look that those communications have gone down well with the people, and so they are not happy. They are not happy that there are no relief items. As I speak to you now, um, a lot of them are, speaking, are, are sleeping outside their homes, and so you can imagine what that means. Uh, they are the messy of mosquitoes. The, 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 the people here... Because the water, they, they, they don't have, uh, I mean, potable water, a lot of them drink directly from the river. And now that there is flooding that, that entered into the bushes and into homes, they cannot drink drink from these places. And so if we don't have water supplies, that, that will come to them. Uh, I mean, electricity has been cut, obviously, for good reasons, because these are people who go into their, in, into their uh, flooded homes to go and retrieve items, and so there could be electricity. So it's a dire situation. The people are not happy. They are not happy with central government response. They are not happy with local government response. And the, 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 the better we responded to their needs, uh, the earlier we responded to their needs, the better. I am glad, though, that uh, as of today, there are some relief items that are going to come. But uh, I do not know the volumes of those relief mm. items. But I can tell you that the people are not happy. Okay. Uh, the con- the situation con- In fact, my information is that there are going to be a lot more water that is going to be spilled from the dam. And so... Uh, it is not a situation that is going to go down any soon.
2: Okay, thanks for spending some time with us, Joshua Tigo, yeah. um, programs Manager at OMFM joining us there. The aggrieved customers of uh, the defunct uh, Gold Coast Fund uh, management uh, this afternoon accusing the president, Danado Nanko Akufado-led uh, government, of being insensitive to their appliance. They say that more than 24 hours after they started picketing the finance ministry to demand payment of their locked-up investments, no government official has addressed them. Members of the group are demanding the disbursement of some locked-up funds as they... Say that they are yet to receive some 8.6 billion approved by Parliament to pay them. The Security and Exchanges Commission revoked the company's operating license in 2018 as part of government's financial sector cleanup. Maxwell Akuba has been looking at that story, comes through with this report.
10: Hey! <laughs> What was yeah,
5: was, you were crying. crying because of my money mm. because of my money i need money to pay my children's school fees i don't have what i have money here that's why i'm crying i'm pleading for them to see us mm. they should have pity on us and give us our money Yeah, it's our sweat, our blood. That's why I'm crying, please. That's all that I can say to you right now. Thank you very much.
18: Okay, sure. So, go ahead. Well, this is the frontage of the finance ministry, and these aggrieved customers of the Gold Coast Fund Management have been picketing um, the finance ministry since yesterday. Some of them slept on a hard concrete floor. Many of them slept in the chairs that they brought here. Uh, they came here with their mosquito repellent and their beds. They tell us that they're not going to leave here until their monies are given um, to them. Let's speak to the convener of the group. Convener of the group, what's your name? Charles? Charles Nyami. Charles Nyami.
10: We, we just sat on, this, on, on, on the chairs and some of them, they just uh, put the chairs together and they, they stretched their backs on it. Mm. That's how we slept, under the weather, under the, uh, in the mosquito. You see, it is very bad that we don't have leadership in this country. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. We don't have leadership who have sense of humanity and conscience. Yeah. Look at the ages of these people. And we have been here for 24 hours now, and we have not had any leader in the government of a Ufwado. To come and say a certain words that will calm us down. Mm. But we are promising the Ministry of Finance mm. that if we are sleeping here today, we will sleep here with them. Mm. That is it. We won't go. Okay. We'll block. If we are sleeping here today, allow them to go home. we will sleep here with them. Mm. And not nobody, no policeman can stop us. Okay. No policeman can stop it today. No. If we are sleeping here today, Those we will sleep with are. the Don't the
1: uh, and I, I, let the
10: policemen come and let them come and beat us. No policeman can stop that. Yes. No policeman, yes. even the IGP, cannot stop yes. us unless they shoot us with yes. live bullets. With bullets. I promise them. That is it. Yes. I promise them. Yes. Everybody in this building will sleep here with us today. Yes. They will not open. They will not go out to their homes. Sure. They will feel how it, it 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 looks like.
19: Hi, what's your name? Rosmond. Uh, okay, Rosmond. Rosmond.
10: Rosmond Gruniske. Okay.
19: How much there do you? Is how much is locked How much my money. Yeah. Over two million. Can I see the? Over two million dollars. Yeah. I am my husband. Yeah. Say so, wow! And wow. you also
18: slept here today?
19: Yeah, yeah. my head is paining Me, I slept here. I think not anywhere. I was just lying. Like, I was just the chair there. Put the chair there. Yeah. I was just sitting there mm. throughout the night. Yeah. Mm. So I've been bad nothing. Mm. Yes, because you see, nobody, somebody has to come out and tell us something. We are human. Mm. We are human beings. We are not animals. Like you see, we are human beings, and the money that we put there, it's not a galanté money. It's our heart. Money. money. You see, it's our hard and money. So they should give us some small respect. After so we are taxpayers, we pay tax. So they should give us the due respect and even see us as human beings and say something to us. But they are just looking at us as if we are just nobody. It's, it's painful, man. It's painful.
18: It's painful. So we are ready for them. Yeah. Thank you. Um There was another woman who was crying. Where was she? Oh
2: and we'll keep uh, monitoring uh, that very process which is uh, underway at the Finance Ministry and bring you some updates. The German government is pledging to support the Republic of Ghana past a crucial stage of the external debt restructuring negotiation that will require the, uh, Ghana's official creditors under the Paris Club G20 framework to give some financial assurances uh, to the International Monetary Fund for a bailout, the International Monetary Fund at a news uh, conference in Accra a couple of days ago, noted that it will release the next tranche of some six hundred million US dollars to spe- uh, speedily to Ghana if the country secures a specific financial commitment from external creditors. Meanwhile, the German uh, government says that it will respond to the country's request for assistance to master the severe economic downturn. Germany, which is uh, the second largest creditor to Ghana, says that it will live up to expectation under the G20 framework negotiations scheduled for November this year. Dan Kroll is uh, Ghana's, uh, Germany's ambassador to Ghana and reveals that uh, there's an elaborate plan to help Ghana turn the corner. this morning. this report. A toast to closer ties and increased economic partnership. That was the resounding message when the German mission in Ghana hosted Ghanaians and other members of the diplomatic corps to mark this year's German unification anniversary. Ghana, which has had a long history of friendly ties with the German government, is hoping to increase its cooperation, especially as the country faces its worst economic crisis with an ongoing bailout from the IMF. This plea for support was echoed by Minister for Railway Development, Development, John Peter Amo, who called for increased German assistance and increased investment to promote economic growth.
20: I would like to acknowledge the Germans' financial support to the critical sectors of Ghana's economy, including the renewable energy development, the financial sector strengthening, education and skill development, digital transformations, good governance, food security, female empowerment, and support to medium and small-scale industries. The call for increased German investment in Ghana and Africa in general is imperative against the backdrop of ongoing global development, not least the Russia-Ukraine war, the terrorism, social and political upheavals, in other parts of Africa, especially the Sahel region, I would like to conclude by reiterating the value that Ghana attached to its relationship with Germany and to the state that Ghana is appreciative of Germans' various forms of assistance, some of which have been mentioned by the ambassador. It is my fervent hope that Ghana and Germany will continue to work together to further deepen our cooperations at the bilateral and multilateral levels, particularly on issues relating to peace and security, climate change, renewable energy capacity building, and sustainable growth for all.
2: German ambassador to Ghana, Daniel Krull assured that his government will respond to Ghana's request for assistance to master the severe economic downturn. Germany, which is Ghana's second largest creditor, says it will live up to expectation as the government readies itself to enter crucial negotiations with the Paris Club in November this year.
23: And it is essential for safeguarding our United Nations. Countries on the African continent in particular feeling the dire consequences, including Ghana, where the Russian war exacerbated the outbreak of the Zimmering financial crisis. Germany, as uh, a, the, major, uh, the second largest uh, creditor to the country, remained committed to respond to Ghana's request for assistance to master the severe financial and economic crisis, to regain fiscal space, to return onto the path of economic growth and lay the foundation for prosperity of future generations. In the, in the G20 common framework, Germany will live up to its responsibility and we will build on our bilateral development cooperation portfolio of currently over 700 million euros and we will agree on new initiatives and programs, the next governmental Negotiations will take place in November uh, this year, and uh, German Chancellor Scholz will host another Compact with Africa summit in Berlin in November that aims at generating fresh, private, direct investment for the African continent, including Ghana.
2: The two countries are seeking to further consolidate the stronger ties with a visit by German Chancellor Olaf Scholz who is expected to pay a state visit to Ghana later this year. God bless our homeland, Ghana. Okay then a uh, recent data from uh, monitors uh, has exposed a startling reality that some of across longest months mar-
0: los mejores viajes nacen en la carretera pero este comenzará en tu mente ¿escuchas ese rugido sientes la experiencia de poder la emoción de la libertad ya estás preparado para vivir Tu nueva, aventura. nueva Ram 1500. Hecha para vivir.
2: Ram es una marca registrada de FCI US LLC. That's including the Abu uh, Market, Mokola, Nima, and Medina, are amongst the city's most polluted places, particularly on uh, market days. In our latest series on air quality and pollution, we uncover the alarming truth about uh, uh, these market uh, women or goers breathe and why a simple visit to the market may now require a protective mask
24: in the early morning hours at Abu Burishi market one of Ghana's largest markets a thick cloud of plumes fills the air this bustling market is already witnessing a steady stream of visitors The hazy atmosphere contains lethal cocktails of pollutants, many of which are invisible to the naked eye. It includes smoke from the burning of various kinds of waste, vehicle emissions, and dust stirred up as a result of dried uncollected silt from drains. It appears like is a monster pollution machine. Everyone and everything in here asks to the pollution. Surprisingly, one of the biggest pollution sources is the scrapyard. More appropriately, an electronic graveyard where fires burn all day, even early in the morning. The thick smoke and stench warps through the entire market. Here, discarded electrical and metal products find new life, representing opportunities for the scavengers who turn them into income. Somebody that brings the copper,
6: me myself, I will burn it that man will take and pay me some small money. Maybe I'm going to take that small money and go
24: eat. As if to contribute to the pollution of the entire area, Bina, not his real name, engages in the daily task of burning wires to extract copper from the rubber coating, earning a mega 15 cities
6: each day. If burn it, burn it the So if I burn it
9: from the rummage, so
6: from the rummage then that man will take the... Fresh one and go to the company and sell it and give that man, and use the money and go there. that you call it barrier. Yeah. This is like you know, you know it's a easy, yeah, yeah. I know because you know, sometimes if yeah, some people there burn it, capacitor day inside, yeah. capacitor will come like they got blast. you don't see the body capacitors so this is like nobody is mm-hmm. you yeah.
11: buy you know
10: yeah. and
24: by, you, know, yeah. you know, see this one hot no, I mean. we also met ralph Rufy, who was gathering fresh waste to burn to him that is the best way to deal with the waste he argues that there is nothing wrong with burning waste but he wears a nose mask oh because the environment's not good for me but you end up burning the yeah, the waste. Yeah. You make the environment unhealthy again for the others. No, the the time the time when we burn it is around twelve to one o'clock. Nobody is here. Now burn it and go. Unknown to them, burning of all forms is illegal. Director of the Environmental Health and Sanitation Unit of the Accra Metropolitan Assembly, Florence Cucci, explains the bylaw that prohibits the burning of waste.
21: Burning indiscriminately is an offence, and if you are caught, you will be sent to court, and and, uh, a fan can be placed on you, and you can either go to uh, prison for three months or six months when you are burning.
24: According to data from air quality monitors scattered across the region, areas such as Agbubulushi, Makola and Nima market consistently exhibit some of the poorest air quality levels in the city the grim reality is that unsuspecting patrons frequenting the market unknowingly inhale exceedingly polluted air when you come to the market what's the first thing that hits you
5: air pollution the environment deaths
24: i mean it's very bad very very bad extremely bad caroline mentor is among the multitude of individuals who frequent Agboguloshi for their everyday household necessities. She acknowledges the possibility that pollutants could have contaminated some of the food items sold there. Nevertheless, for her and many others, economic considerations often take precedence over health concerns.
5: The prices are reasonable, so that's why we all come here. But the um that's and most of the food are being uh, it's on the floor I mean it's just being sold on the floor. sometimes you don't have any choice when you go you have to just do your salt water and then wash them, but it it's, it's not good. I mean you have no choice because of the prices, so we always come because the economy is also difficult, so sometimes even condo on the floor I mean being sold on floors it's not good fruits, vegetables on the floor
24: and the air the all the air cycle it it's very, very bad. In the vibrant market of Agbogbloshie, Makola and Madina in Ghana, a notable trend emerges as the week unfolds. Data from Breathe Accra, a project that aims to improve air quality, reveals that pollution levels tend to rise on Wednesdays and Thursdays, coinciding with the bustling market days. On Wednesdays, when these markets buzz with vendors and shoppers, pollutants in the air soar. Agbogbloshie sees the highest spike attributed to the increased vehicular traffic and market activities on thursdays the pollution readings are still high and this reflects the lingering impact of bustling market days for happy shoppers every visit is literally a headache sometimes i mean you can't even breathe properly the air is polluted
5: it's it's, you live here most of the time with cutter headache i mean it's not good it's not good the sanitation around is very very poor. Very very poor. Something has to be done about it.
24: Many traders desperate to eke out a living spend over 12 hours inhaling toxins only to end up in hospitals. Mary O'chre A trader by profession says she has noticed the terrible effect on her
21: health already. There are some areas within the Accra metropolis that me standing here, I will not buy eggs from. Because the eggs, the immediately they get there, the following day, the eggs are being polluted. So, or they are being contaminated with some of these chemicals.
24: Florence Cucci and her team have been wrestling with both the scrub dealers and the traders. And she's hopeful they will soon win the fight. They
21: are ensuring that nobody display for sale any food product on the background or below three feet. Whatever it is, it must be raised a three feet up to be on top of something. Um, the mode of storage is also another thing. So we have offices at all these market that are ensuring that though the area is not conducive, it is natural, it is not someone's making. But there is a way we can do to mitigate or avert any occurrence that people goes there to buy.
24: For now... Florence advises patrons of markets to wear masks when they visit the market and wash or cook items thoroughly before eating. This story was a collaboration with new narratives. Funding was provided by the Clean Air Fund. The funder had no say in the content of the story. For join News, Michael Ashali.
2: And now the Member of Parliament for Noton Samuel okujitu Blanco, has observed that the Emerging Public Leaders' uh, Ghana Initiative is significant in the establishment uh, institutionalisation and keeping a check on strong government institutions, uh, which is largely driven by its public servants uh, in meeting the needs of the population. Mr. Blanco was speaking at the fourth uh, graduation ceremony of the Emerging Public Leaders' Initiative here in Accra. There's more in the following report.
16: The Emerging Public Leaders Initiative, Ghana, is a two-year fellowship program which equips excellent Ghanaian university graduates with transferable leadership skills to effect change in the public sector and beyond. The program also seeks to increase government's capacity and performance Deepen democratic governance, accelerate growth and inclusion by bringing in new creative and moral talent into government institutions. Twenty fellows who navigated a global pandemic in their capacities as trainee civil servants while leading digitalization efforts, among others, passed out at the fourth graduation ceremony held at the MTN head office here in Accra. MP for North Tongue, Samuel Okujetua Blakwa, emphasised the significance of the Emerging Public Leaders Initiative in governance. He charged the head of the civil service to expand the programme
6: to reach more people. This Emerging Public Leaders Initiative is a very, very laudable one. Ultimately, this initiative helps all of us, even as members of parliament. We have been calling for a fit for purpose, very efficient, parliamentary sets which is a part of the public service as you know. I would like to see the office of the head of civil service increase the allocation for this program. I'll talk to my colleagues so that we will all support. I mean I don't see who in the house is going to oppose uh, any increased allocation
4: to this initiative.
16: The EPL country director Madame Juliet Amoa, shared her vision for the cohort contribution
5: to the public sector.
25: Our cohorts
5: have gone through a two-year program where we've hand handheld them to think critically about public good, uh, goods delivery and public service. And so we're quite proud of the product that we have today after a two-year journey. We're proud of the work that they have achieved. This year we've got all 20 of them graduating. All 20 of them have done phenomenal work within their um, ministries and within the, the public service in general. Principal of the Civil
16: Service Training Center, Mrs. Durade, to me, discuss the collaboration with EPL Ghana and how they improve the training curriculum.
21: We are in an era of digitalization, and that explains where we're looking at e-governance and, and we are looking at how to leverage technology and enhance service delivery. So with this, it also makes us realize that um, there is a need to consider more of how to use technology to improve service delivery. Bottom line is we need to ensure that we deliver the best of services to our um, our citizenry, and uh, by what I have said, it calls for deeper appreciation of going into ICT issues.
16: Some graduating fellows, Gertrude Akosa and Godwin Kukbulinu, shared how the program has equipped them for their long-term career goals within the public sector.
17: Through the Emerging Public Leaders program, I have been able to um, benefit from Specialized trainings, trainings from different facilitators on different subjects, such as public financing, um, policy planning, amongst others. The
12: EPO program has been very exciting and it's been a very wonderful experience. For the past years and going forward, uh, I'm very particular about uh, personal development and professional growth.
16: The graduating batch of 20 fellows will become part of the Emerging Public Leaders Alumni Network, a developing group of public servants who are dedicated to excellence, serving as change agents for the public sector in Africa. Abigail Jodu's report for Joy News.
2: Okay then, uh, we take you now to Liberia because the National Election uh, Commission of Liberia has commenced a coalition of results from Tuesday's elections, uh, all 16 counties, have uh, t-
11: Wendy's new breakfast two for three dollar biggie bundles let you create your own delicious combo choose from a sausage biscuit egg and cheese biscuit small seasoned potatoes and a medium hot coffee but it's obvious which combo's the best sausage biscuit and small seasoned potatoes well maybe it's the fresh cracked egg and cheese biscuit with a medium hot coffee or two savory sausage biscuits uh, whichever you pick you can't go wrong choose wisely choose Wendy's new two for three dollar biggie bundles but at a time only U.S. price of participation may vary not available. A combo single item at regular price. Telling centers established
2: for the process. All twenty presidential aspirants have representatives uh, in all the telling centers to aid the process. Nanayajima, who's uh, covering that election in Liberia, visited uh, one of the uh, counties, telling the results, uh, and has filed this report. I was
21: and what have
4: you. So basically, what this is doing.
2: Apologies for that. Uh, we'll definitely uh, try our connection again and get you the very latest uh, from Liberia. This is the first time uh, the country is holding its elections. Uh, post the uh, United Nations Stability Force, which has been in the country uh, owing to prolonged conflicts, is a reason for which the regional uh, body, ECOWAS, is seeking to consolidate the democratic gains uh, made in. Liberia. So we'll be getting you some updates uh, shortly as we uh, cross over to my colleague, Nanael Jima, who's uh, covering that election uh, for us, uh, who is also on standby monitoring uh, the process. Uh, we'll try one more time to see if uh, we can uh, cross over uh, shortly now to Nana Jima. Uh, apologies for the uh, earlier hiccup there. But Nanael, if you can hear me, uh, let's find out what's happening there. Liberia's Electoral Commission
14: explained the downpour within southeastern counties affected transportation of election materials. Sino and River Seas are counties badly affected by the rain. Efforts by staff of the commission to cross the river to deliver election materials proved futile, negatively affecting conduct of polls in at least 11 persons. A track dispatched. To deliver materials in the battle area was stuck in mud and alternative arrangement to deploy motorbikes for the mission proved futile in the river says county some polling stations received materials after 11 a.m resulting in late start of polls most polling stations were overcrowded uh, I'm here to
5: vote because I came early this morning to catch out my vote yeah. But then says that you know the line, the line is too much, so uh, I just desire to wait a little bit until I can reduce.
14: Did, did you also come here at 6 a.m. Yes. Uh-huh. and you're still waiting.
17: I'm still waiting.
14: We uh, don't know when exactly you vote. Can you wait for that long?
17: I will wait for the time.
14: Okay. Though official statistics on the election are yet to be reviewed, observation from many polling stations proved high voter turnout. By the close of day data from situation room of economic community of west african states revealed the election was largely peaceful ebenezer asiedu explains uh,
25: well uh, from the report that you received on ground it appears uh, there have not been any security incidents of concern Uh, obviously when voting process or voting is going on you hardly will get unless of course people try to hijack uh, temper with the ballot boxes and all that. Otherwise, usually it is cool. Usually, oftentimes, where we start having security challenges are when tallying and collation are done. The only incident that we have actually received from our observers on ground uh, was uh, in regard of uh, a polling station or a polling present uh, where the... Seals of the ballot boxes that were actually brought in were broken. So because of that, both voters and party agents refused and rejected. Uh, As we had information from ground, from uh, observers, as at 3.50, they had been assured that the EC were sending new uh, sealed ballot boxes. Leader of...
2: And we'll definitely keep monitoring the election, senate's uh, outcome and bring you some updates as in when we have it. But that's all we have for you in this package of the polls. And bless us that. Thanks for your time. See you again tomorrow. Bye bye.